guys. First and foremost, I want to thank you for listening to the Inside Out Group podcast. And our hope is that you really are able to transform and redefine your culture from the inside out. Real quick, before we dive into today's topic, I want to tell you about an event that City Church is holding in October uh, on Friday the 12th at 7 p.m. We are going to be doing a citywide or really capital region-wide night of worship where we're inviting all the churches from the capital region to come together. With this, we're going to be bringing in Mac Brock, who was formerly um, one of the leaders and songwriters for Elevation Church, who's now gone out on his own and is doing an incredible job to, to join the City Church worship team to be leading it that night. But it gets better. On top of unifying the church and just making Jesus famous in the capital region, we also want to honor the pastors in the capital region. And so if you're a pastor, send us an email at info at citychurchalbany.com or podcast at insideoutgroup.org and let us know that you're interested in this. What we want to do for you is we want to send you an RSVP invitation for you to come to a pastor appreciation dinner. We want to honor the men and women who are building the kingdom of God in the capital region and really in the Northeast and thank you for your service to the kingdom of God. Uh, There's zero strings attached. There's not going to be any marketing scheme or presentation. It isn't going to be one of those things where you go in and we try to sell you a fire extinguisher. It is literally just a thank you dinner and just honoring you for what God is doing in and through your ministry. Also, if you're a worship leader or you have a worship leader on your team, we want to invite you to a special Q&A session with Mac Brock that's going to be facilitated by our worship team. It's going to be an opportunity for you to be able to meet him, ask him questions, and just learn more about his music writing and worship leading process. Then for that night, on top of all of that, we want to be able to give back to our community. So the event is 100% free. City Church is taking care of the entire cost of it. But what we're going to be doing is we're going to be taking up a special love offering that night. And 100% of the funds that come in from this night of worship is going to go back into two particular nonprofits that we will be releasing at a later date to go back into the community of Albany to help with the homeless and to help with foster care. And so we're extremely pumped up about it. Again, this is October 12th at 7 p.m. at the Washington Armory in downtown Albany, New York. And we would love for you, your team, and your church to come be a part of this historical night of worship. Today, we're going to talk about building a weekend experience at your church. You have me, Nathan Westfall, your host, and you also have Michael Moore. Howdy. I think I say that on every podcast. Now. I don't know if you said howdy yet, but we'll, we'll take it. Um, so Mike, in the past episodes, we've talked about uh, the inside working of the church or organizations, basically fix or focus on what people don't see so that when they show... So when they show you the inside workings of ministry, it looks good. Today, I want to focus on the outside part of the ministry. So the, you know, the order experience is obviously something that they're going to see. Would you just briefly recap the difference between inside and outside? Yeah. So it also comes down to our name, the inside out group is a lot of times organizations focus on what's on the outside, that being what people see. Uh, whether that is marketing, whether that is creative design, Mm -hmm. uh, stuff that in a church setting you'll see on a Sunday without focusing on the inside, the inside being your core values, your mission, building and leading a team, uh, volunteer culture, the systems to assimilate people from being first time guests into mature followers of Jesus Christ. And so, uh, again, we've talked about it. If you haven't um, really picked up any of the episodes, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to them because the past four or five have been all about 
the inside workings of your church or your your business or organization. And so, uh, yes, it's extremely important. You can have the outside and it can look great, but if you don't have an inside, it will ultimately end up imploding in on itself. Mm -hmm. But if you have a strong inside and then you implement the outside, the marketing, the reach, the outreach, the branding, all of that stuff right there, then whenever people arrive or whenever you start to get clients or clientele, whatever it may be, you're gonna see that you're gonna ultimately set yourself up or your church for more success in the future for long sustained, uh, sustained growth. That's good, yeah, and I would definitely encourage everyone again to go back to the past four or five. I think episode two is where we really hit on it, just to explain the difference between yeah. um, inside, outside, and the significance of doing it in set order and all that other stuff, so good point. Um, so with order of experience, right, OOS, I think is what we have at order of experience, I think is the acronym. Um, what goes into planning a weekend experience? And just for everyone listening, weekend experience is what we call our Sunday morning services. You might call it just church service or whatever you might call it. Yeah, gathering, Yeah, whatever yeah, happens yeah. on Sundays. Yeah, How, what goes into planning? Or the weekend, we would say. So yeah, yeah, so there's a lot that goes into it. So I, I, just to kind of break it down, our team meets together, and we used to not always be like this, and so this is one of those where we've learned from our mistakes, and now we try to implement um, kind of a clearer path for us to be able to go forward as far as planning purposes and stuff. So every year our team breaks away and we have a uh, really a day session just talking about different ideas. I am supposed to as lead pastor step in and, and be prayed up and kind of have a sense for where God is wanting to take the church for the following year. And so 2017, we sat down late November and we had a day long discussion uh, it was actually during the week, and it was really cool because we had a lot of people take off work to actually attend and be there. And I had on my heart um, that this was going to be the year of abiding in the vine. And so that that really coming out of John chapter 15, abide in the vine. And we just started planning uh, kind of around this central theme of how can we encourage our congregation to get more plugged into discipleship, plugged into community, ultimately growing in their faith. Yes, we want to grow numerically as a church, but if we grow numerically without having some substance, we're just creating a bunch of immature believers. Mm -hmm. And that's not our mission. That's not our goal. And so uh, we sat down and we literally mapped out the entire year. We prayed uh, mapped it out. We talked about uh, how long we want sermon series to be. We talked about sermon series that have been extremely successful and then sermon series that have not been so successful in the past. And uh, what books of the Bible we wanted to, to mm -hmm. cover, what topics we wanted to cover, what are the needs of our community, what are the needs of uh, the that we kind of foresee coming in 2018, whether it's location change, which it was for us, yep. right? Yep. And and so looking at different different aspects of that. Another thing that I think a lot of churches and we did this again also is is they forget to talk about when to uh, strategically place. Uh, giving sermons yeah. is, is uh, there, there are certain times when you want to talk about giving certain times you don't want to talk about giving. Let me give you an instance. Uh, you don't want to talk about giving uh, right during Christmas because everyone is flat broke, but right. during November, everyone has Christmas on their mind. They're a lot more cheerful. Uh, it's the season of Thanksgiving. 
And so it's easier to talk about giving during Thanksgiving because people are going to be more generous than they will Christmas. And let me just say this. Never talk about giving in January <laughs> because everyone's broken. They're paying off credit card debt, right? Yeah. And so uh, so we looked at the, the algorithms essentially of our church, of our community, and when to strategically place these topics, when they should be standalones. For us, another thing is, as you guys know, uh, my wife just gave birth. Um, to Allison Grace. Mm -hmm. And so we also looked at, all right, I'm going to be out for six weeks. What do we do during that time that I'm out? Which yep. led to us kind of coming up with the interview series, which we can talk about. Yep. We can um, get into that a little later. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into that a little bit. And so it, it really is looking out and trying to be proactive instead of reactive. Now, with that said, uh, there are things that come up that change what we do. And mm -hmm. so that's the first step. And that's a huge step. And I think everyone on our team would say that it's extremely beneficial now that we have this in place because our kids ministry department can look out six months and to be able to tie in what they're teaching curriculum wise to what the adults are, are learning as mm -hmm. well, just because we have an idea. Now, with that said, not every scripture is picked, not every single topic is picked. Right. It's just, it's a, a 10,000 foot overview. Right. Whenever it gets into the weekly aspect of it, we try to spend... Uh, a lot of time focusing on the big idea or where we want to land the plane that week. And so if we're talking about forgiveness, we're not going to do a song about the joy of the Lord, mm -hmm. right? We're going to talk about a, a, or have a song to complement the message that talks about Christ forgiving us, um, us being empowered to forgive. If we show a video, it's going to end up, you know, somehow in some shape, end up tying into the bottom line. And that's what we call it. We each Sunday has a bottom line. And with that bottom line, we try to build the entire worship experience or church service or gathering around that bottom line. Um, some some very practical examples are The War of Grace was a series that we did. Yep. And The War of Grace uh, was really about the tension between the grace of Jesus Christ and us battling the religion that so easily creeps up, the I can obtain the grace of God without receiving the grace of God. Kind of, and if you want to go check it out on the podcast, you totally should, because I think mm -hmm. it was my favorite sermon series to ever preach. Uh, but during that entire series, uh, it was we were extremely intentional about ending the message at a certain point and tying it into a song, leaving a response time, leaving room for communion. What do we want to do with communion? And so there's a lot that goes into a weekend experience. And I'll, I'll say this. Uh, Ed Young, Ed Young actually said this. It's about the weekend stupid. That's literally what he said. <laughs> he said it's about the weekend stupid. And here's why. In our American culture, you're going to have more people come to church during the weekend than any other time. Uh, our goal is not to leave it at a Sunday. Sunday is just the front door. Our mm -hmm. goal is to move them into uh, disciple making relationships. But we do put a big effort on what happens on Sunday and about being intentional in order to reach our target audience, uh, which is non-believers or de-churched people. Right. So that's, that was that was a lot, and I could talk forever about that. Was this. a lot, and I'm going to go a little bit further too. So we, you talked about uh, how we sit down through the year, or we sit down and plan out the year in terms of themes. Uh, we then break down as it gets closer. Maybe it's two series out, three series out. Get more into the topics that we're talking about. Um, but even on a weekend experience, uh, this is this is more a week to week, maybe other week to week, month to month type thing. Um, that stuff's fine. Planning it throughout the entire year, and you have those topics set. But you can. Uh, how would you say that the the planning goes for 
the order of experience. So we talked about planning out the weekend experiences for the entire year. Order of service can change week to week to week. Not that you should, but changes week to week to week. And that still doesn't affect your whole year of planning. Yeah. So, uh, so weekly we meet with our staff and, uh, really in the staff, there are certain people that we go to, whether it's from worship or creative and we start picking their brain. So we, and here's where we fall in. We had a period where it was like highs and lows and highs and lows and highs and lows. So, uh, fast song, uh, welcome, slow, meaningful song, uh, high announcement video, slow, meaningful song. And just, it was just very blotched. And someone finally came to us and was like, our order of experience is very bipolar right now. You're not leading people somewhere. And so with that, with that said, what we do is every week we look at the order of experience and we say, what is going to be the most impactful flow to get the bottom line that we're trying to get across to people? Again, we're not trying to get people to take, uh, we're not trying to get people set free and delivered and discipled and speaking in tongues and, you know, whatever it may be uh, on a Sunday. We're trying to get them to take one simple step closer to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. If that is salvation, then it's salvation. If it's opening their Bible for five minutes, then it's opening their Bible for five minutes and starting to read, whatever it may be. People, I think a lot of times we want to get so much done in a Sunday and have it to be a powerful Sunday. And what ends up happening is you focus on trying to have a powerful Sunday so much that you end up manipulating the move of God and manufacturing a move of God. And ultimately it leaves people uh, kind of walking away. I didn't feel anything. And, and ultimately empty. They get yeah. their hopes into the gifts. They get their hopes into being encouraged. They get their hopes into whatever. And so with looking at a series... I know not every Sunday is going to be a 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. I know not every Sunday is, is I'm, I'm not going to walk up to the bat and knock everything out of the, the park. But I know, for instance, most recent series in the war of grace, mm-hmm. each ser- sermon series or each sermon topic is building up to another, yeah. uh, which with yep. the end goal in mind. And so if you're there for the entire series, you get a huge picture of what's actually taking place. Yeah, that's a good point. And, yep. and so we try to build our worship experiences or services or gatherings, again, whatever you call them, ultimately around that topic for the day, but how does this play into the overall picture for a series, which is why we will usually during a series, if we're going to change things up, we're going to change things up for a sermon series and not just a particular Sunday. Yeah. And so, and that, and again, it does vary. Uh, if it does vary, you know, occasionally, but that's, that's really, whenever we look at it, we try to look at it as a series instead of just a Sunday. Gotcha. Um, so with that, I mean, we talked about now the, the planning of the year, you know, the order of service or the order of experience and how, you know, city church comes up with that. Uh, what is, what is the main goal of a weekend experience? So people will probably say I'm not very religious for saying this. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, send me an email, right? You know, yeah. Podcast at insideoutgroup.org. Yeah. Love to have this conversation. Uh, so our main goal on a Sunday is to get them to come back. That's it. Yes. We want people to accept Christ. Yes. We, and we give an opportunity for that almost every week. Mm-hmm. Yes. We want people to get prayed for. Yes. We want people to get into groups, but our main goal, our overarching goal for each Sunday is to get them to come back. And the reason being is if I can get them to come back time after time, after time, after time, we have an opportunity to win a lifetime of ministry together instead of a Sunday that might get them set free and then leave them to the dust or to the wolves to get eaten up, which, Mm -hmm. you know, we call life. So ultimately that is our, that is our goal is simply just to get someone 
to come back. Um, and, and which is why we put a lot of emphasis on our host team, on guest follow-up, on assimilation, assimilating a first-time guest to coming back a second time, that type of stuff. Would you say that the, the goal... Uh, once you know, once a church goes out there, which if you don't have one, you definitely should come up with a goal for your weekend service experience, gathering, whatever. Um, do you take that goal into consideration when you plan the order of service, or are they kind of separate? Like, where the goal is kind of what we're all thinking, whether it's host team or uh, you know groups, whatever, is that separate from order of service, or they kind of tie in with with how it works? I think that I, I do think that they tie in, and I would love for you to speak to this a little bit as well, just because mm-hmm. you do a lot of production end and and stuff. I do think that they tie in. Uh, But with that said, there are particular Sundays where we will put an extra emphasis on something. So right now we're in in the series, This Is Us, and we're really talking about our core values as a church and what it looks like to be marked by Jesus Christ as a Christian. And so we have have particular Sundays where we put an emphasis or a push for getting involved in a community group or taking your next step and attending a dinner or going to a collective or in serving. And so there are instances where we do kind of have that left hook, so to speak, where we try to get people plugged in a little bit more. But overall, our our goal is still to get someone to come back. And and I'll just say this about about building the weekend experience isn't just what happens on stage. Andy Stanley says this, the sermon starts in the parking lot. We don't have a parking mm. lot, so... Um, <laughs> starts on the street corner. Yes, for us, we're in an urban setting. We don't have a parking lot. So uh, for us, though, it does start on the street, sir, street corner. And so how we greet people walking by to go to brunch matters. Mm-hmm. Um, our presence out there on Sunday morning matters. The trash being picked up in front of the building mm. in a very... Uh, windy part of town, I would say. Very, it's it's yeah. like like we we're, we're by two major bus stops. We got tons of trash going through, and so making sure that looks neat and presentable matters, and that's all a part of building the weekend experience uh, for people who are far from God. And so ultimately, everything that we do matters, and there's intentionality behind it. To so even pipe and drape and when we close curtains and stuff. Yeah. So you would say that if you don't have a, a goal for your weekend experience, that should be kind of the first steps before you get into. Yeah, absolutely. It. Yeah. And look, remember, you cannot take someone from a to G. You can only take someone from a to B. And even then you can't even take them there. You have to lead them there and you have to create environments that, that foster spiritual growth for that. Yeah. Um, so moving into the team, the team that kind of helps the weekend experience service gathering. I'm going to keep saying weekend of experience. So I have to keep saying all five. That, that works. That's yeah. what we call it. Yeah. Um, what does the, or how does the team know that it's a win, right? That, that weekend experience, how do they know that that one was good? Yeah. So uh, the, the, an easy answer to that is salvation. So if we have people making a decision for Christ, that's a win. If yeah. we have people getting baptized, that's a win. That really is seeing our mission uh, the first part of it being fulfilled of, of leading people far from God. Right. The real obvious ones. Yeah. Very, very apparent. Here's, here's another one. How many connect cards did we get? Okay. Like, can you elaborate more on that? So like, I know everyone's got a different connect card policy, like someone, uh, some churches, just everyone puts one in someone is just guests. So what are your, yeah. So we, we don't have everyone. I've actually been in in a church that has done no connect cards and I've been in a church that has done everyone fill out a connect card. And so, um, and both of those, I see pros and cons to both of those. Mm-hmm. And so simply we have our connect cards in the seat back in front of you. 
And what we do is we just have people uh, during our MC transition or welcome or via video or whatever. Hey, if you're a guest with us, we'd love to get to know you. Uh, and the seat back in front of you is a connect card. Fill out as much information as you feel comfortable with it. Whenever the offering buckets go by, you can drop it in there. Or at the end of the experience, you can bring it to the host area. Either way, we have a gift for you uh, yep. that we'd love to, to, give, to give to you. And, and here's the thing. If we can get a point of contact with them uh, through a piece of paper, we can start to develop a relationship with them. Yeah. And so this is... I would say this is probably the number one thing that we look at outside of salvations and baptisms and stuff. Uh, but we we gauge how many connect cards. And so uh, one week we had 16 connect cards. Huge win. Next week we had two. Not a win, right? Yep. And so, uh, and obviously we look at trends. We look at different times of the year. During mm-hmm. summer is going to yep. be a lot less attended time. Um, whenever it's snowy outside, we don't expect a lot of guests to come in. And so there's there's going to be cases but we, we try to look at, are we averaging, are we hitting near or above our average of connect cards for that? And so that's that's one way that, that's a huge way that's a win. Another thing is, how do people connect during worship? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's good. And yeah. I know everyone has different worship styles, but are people sitting there with their arms folded? Are they not engaging in worship? Are they lifting their hands? Are there, and now this is one of those things that people can argue, you can't measure how people participate in worship. And I understand numerically you can't measure that, but I do think that you can sit there from a worship director or pastor or a senior pastor or even a volunteer level, and you can say, yes, people are connecting right now, or no, they're not. Yeah, you can feel the room and get the vibe of it's everyone's in it or everyone's not in it. Totally, totally. Not a numeric thing. And, And there's been times where our worship team has been extremely into it. But the congregation has been totally disconnected, right. and and so that's uh, that's something that again raises a question: Are we not connecting? Here's goes back to that constant evaluation we were talking about last week. Just the constant, uh, you know, asking those questions over and over again. Yeah, and and so let me let me just tie this in, and maybe this is another question. I'm not sure. So if I'm stepping ahead of myself, no, just tell fine. me. But. Uh, Everything that happens on Sunday gets evaluated by everyone who is serving in a leadership role. And by leadership role, I mean whoever is the head of production that day, whoever is the worship leader that day, uh, whoever is the host team director, whoever our coordinators are, because again, two campuses. And so mm-hmm. right. last week was, I was in our Albany campus. I preached for one of the experiences, but each one of our experiences had a different preacher simply because we, right. just, we just gave birth. And so... The Rensselaer campus knocked it out of the park. The Albany campus, yeah, not so much. Yeah. And so it was very, very interesting to hear and to see just through people's evaluation and then for the staff to come together around, all right, here's the feedback, the right, wrong, missing and confusing of what happened, what didn't happen, of what was missing. This was totally, where the crap did this come from? Yep. You know, Why did this happen? And for us to be able to kind of tighten uh, the bolts essentially uh, on it, but at the same time, it was a huge win for our our Rensselaer campus. Like literally, not one negative thing. About I, know, I didn't even hand you in a list because I was like, oh, it was all right. Yeah, I had yeah. So you so you were at our Rensselaer campus yeah. last week, and I couldn't think of one thing. And for everyone who's listening, I mean, I'm a very critical person. I'll find like something wrong, not in a bad way, but I I no, strive. Bad way. You critique all my messages. I do, I do, I do. 
Um, well, that's good. But I'm that I'm that person, which Michael, I think you appreciate a little bit. I I look for all that little stuff. Not that it's always like a a huge red flag, but like you know, always got to be better. Always got to do something better. And this week, I couldn't even think of something that we could be better on. I think this was just an A week. Yeah, it really was. But in Albany, it totally was a C different. Week. It was totally a C different. Week. It totally was. And so it was really, it was a good growing experience for our church. Um, especially being multi-site now. It was really yeah, good. even to bring stuff over from us. So like, hey, we did this right. This is why this, you know, yeah, you get to totally. evaluate two different perspectives right off the bat. Totally. Um, so we we covered goals real quick where if you don't have a goal for your weekend experience, uh, that's something that you should get right away. What are some other, you know, very practical things that people can do to implement uh, into their week, weekend experience, whether it's they don't do planning, whether um, they're kind of just, you know, there is no plan, right? Everything from there is no plan to they have a plan, but they don't do that constant evaluation. What are some practical steps they can take? Yeah. So let me, let me jump back. Whenever I first started, <coughs> excuse me, whenever I first started in youth ministry, uh, we had a Tuesday brainstorming meeting every, every Tuesday at three o'clock. And this was again, a large youth ministry around 200 people, mm-hmm. uh, 200 teenagers in attendance. And so that Tuesday we would, again, this is where it all comes from with me. We would come in with a big idea bottom line, whatever you want to call it, the one thing that you want to want to get across. And then we would start brainstorming creatively. And this is how we, we looked at it. What are three different creative aspects outside of the sermon that we can tie in the bottom line, whether that's through song, through spoken word, through video, through drama, uh, whatever it may be. And then we would come up with three different ways. And then each, each session or each person on the team, I guess, so someone who's over video would take that and they would break it down. All right, so I'm, I need to tie in a video on forgiveness and love. What video can I either pull from or what video can we create uh, organizationally that will end up supporting the message? And and uh, and so that's that's kind of how it all started with me. Now, being being a senior pastor, lead pastor now, it's, it's a lot. Um, I'm trying to back out of some of that stuff. And so mm-hmm. here's some practical things that th- this is just really how it works with us is we have our yearly calendar. Everyone knows what's happening. Uh, for the entire year, if there's any changes, we try to communicate that. Obviously, dates get flip-flopped. Right. One series may go two extra weeks, which, you know, we push another series back or cut one short, right? But then from there, we send it over to creative, uh, and they come up with logos, designs. They come up with videos that are going to end up supporting. And this is weeks in advance. So, for example, right. our series uh, for summer um, the interview series, they're already working on the videos and stuff for that. And that's mm-hmm. a sh- extremely heavy video series. And so they're yeah. already, uh, recorded really, months ago. Really. Marissa is just tearing it apart as yeah. far as, is getting stuff done. And so perfect example that is happening in June. We recorded that late January, early February. Yep. Um, and so that's what planning does. So it relieves the stress off of people of trying to be like, I have to pump something out and I've got uh, two days to do it. Right. Is we just try to be advanced and, and ahead of ahead of stuff with that. Yep. Uh, and then the other thing is get your get get someone who's creative around the table. Get a worship person around the table. Get someone who doesn't connect with worship, which I think is crucial because sometimes the worship person will be all about worship, but the person who doesn't connect with worship will bring that balance to it. And then ultimately, uh, I think whoever's communicating needs to at least be present for, uh, especially as a smaller church, it needs to be present for, are we communicating or trying to end with the bottom line or end with the point that we're trying to lead people to? And so I'll say this and close into this question. Every church has a liturgy. 
every church. Um, I remember talking with an Episcopal friend of mine uh, mm-hmm. locally, and and I remember him saying, we plan out our services the same way a non-denominational contemporary church was. And their goal is to end, in the Episcopal church, their goal mm-hmm. is to end uh, with the Holy Eucharist or communion. And so everything that they do is to build up the message, the hymns, the 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 smoke, the everything, the choir. It's all to build up to that moment whenever, you know, John and Tina, whoever they are, yep. are sitting there taking the Holy Eucharist and for that being a holy moment. That is their win on a Sunday. Right. For our win, That's good. it's to get someone to come back. And so all of us, we all have a dramatization that we end up doing. Even if you're in a charismatic church, you got four songs, prophetic word, then four more songs, right? You're still trying to get someone, even if you don't even know it, subconsciously you're trying to get someone to somewhere or to some point. And so we're all doing that. And so clarifying that, uh, really defining how you want to get there. How does that support your mission, your vision, and your core values? And then from there, bringing the team in around that and just and just kind of wrapping everyone's mind. And I don't, look, I'm like a pastor, right? Here's another closing. One more thing. Right, yeah. You have at least five before I, the sermon's I, over. I, I know, I know. Um, when when talking with with people, not everyone on your team is going to understand church the way that you do. And so you need to show grace for that. Yeah. I'll just say that. Yeah. Um, I know you're going to have another closing, so I almost don't want to ask you the next question, where it's, do you have anything else that you want to, uh, that you want to talk about with week, uh, order of experience? Have fun. Yeah, I guess that is true. Even in, in when we go over in, uh, the morning, uh, wow, team huddle. I can't think of the right <laughs> word I'm looking for. Uh, it is fun. It's a time where we all get to just quickly come together, have some fun, go over the stuff that we know and, get in a good mood for what's about to happen all with the same goal and right so yeah i would i would definitely say have fun i think a lot of churches uh can be can forget about having fun there's power and laughter mm-hmm. um uh, like tonight i got to preach at an event and i loved i loved how everyone was just laughing it was fun well, I, I think you tried to buy a boat in the middle of your sermon i, I, I did try to <laughs> i literally we had i talked about me wanting to, to buy a boat from my fleshly desires to please my summer appetite and someone's like someone i'll sell you mine there you go i was like how much you know what I mean? <laughs> that just even came up to me afterwards and we had the conversation so um have have fun man laughing I think laughing is is crucial, uh, yeah. and just the planning process. It, it sparks creativity for sure. Uh, it should it should be fun. It really should. I, I, this is something I love to do. So yeah, um, if it if it gets mundane, if it gets boring, if it becomes a dread, you might want to remove yourself from the team. Yeah, for sure. Cool. I think that's all we have for this week. You guys can visit us at uh, theinsideoutgroup.com or you can email us org. Dot org. There you have it in my com. notes. Yeah. Insideoutgroup.org or email us at podcast at insideoutgroup.org. Uh, whether it's questions, uh, even if you want, as Michael said, he loves doing it. If you want to send us your weekend uh, or order of service, uh, we'd be happy to go over it, give you feedback, show you what we do. Um, you can follow Michael at Mike Moore ALB on every social media platform there is or is going to be. Yeah, literally <laughs> everything. Uh, and his website is therealmikemore.com. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so that's all we have for this week. Thanks for listening.